0: Hello, you all. Welcome to the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co host Stephanie Richardson at eighty miles per hour. And Heather Smith. (laughs) At standing.
1: (laughs) Hello everyone. Welcome to the
0: show. Welcome to the
1: show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: Yeah. At Merry least I Christmas. hope it was. And and all other and whatever other holidays you might be celebrating.
1: Yes. All inclusive.
0: Well that actually brings oh, up man. our show show topic today.
1: It actually does. Today's topic is reality detox. What are we talking about? So I'm going to go ahead and read our description. Um, Oh, my gosh. So we like to think that other people are like us, or at least that the reality that they are living in is similar. And then we go home and realize it isn't. No, that's an ad lib. (laughs) (laughs) But have you noticed that some people see almost everything entirely different than you, and to them, it's logical. Hi, Mom and Dad. <laughs> what if we really do live in different realities, <laughs> but, but if we live in different realities, whose realities are we using when we choose our lives? How many things do we choose because they are valuable to us? How many things do we choose because they are valuable to others? When we choose based on others, do these realities include us? Mm. <laughs> Once again, we're diving into the deep end, <laughs>
0: headfirst. <laughs> um,
1: yes, headfirst, and uh, talking about reality and a uh, reality detox <laughs> as a possibility. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's one so thing we're choosing side, right now. Yeah, yeah. So, reality. uh, What we're talking about in regards to reality, the definition that we're going on (laughs) with this conversation is reality simply means two or more people aligning and agreeing with a point of view. That's all that creates reality, nothing else, (laughs) just two people's point of view. That's what constitutes a reality. So uh, I love it, Stephanie. Before the show, we were talking and you had (laughs) an example um. yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were looking at, we were looking at what, what a story is that we have in our own lives that basically describes what this look like, looks like the moment that you discover that the reality that you're in is actually really different than somebody else's reality and what you do with that. And so we were looking for different things that, you know, like, uh, holiday parties. And eh. well, how about going home? Well, that's, that's what it, it. I mean, that happens a lot when we go home, but you may not notice it cause you're so embroiled in it. So, um, I, so there's a book that my sister got me for Christmas. It was a Chris, it was a book that I had asked for. And it's a book that talks all about, uh, the few, what, what may be coming up in the future, like techno technologies that'll either, make our lives great or destroy us and kill us all. And and so I was reading the foreword and I had one of these moments because in the foreword they were saying all this really interesting stuff and sort of making fun of the art of prediction um, because basically you won't know for a long time whether what you predicted came true or not. And the likelihood of you being accurate, you know, like the, the more famous someone is, the less likely they are to actually be accurate. Not because that that's the way it works, not because you're famous that you end up being inaccurate, but a lot of the most inaccurate people happen to be very loud, famous people that predict lots of stuff. Um, and so, anyway, so I was enjoying this whole forward and finding it very entertaining. And then there was a moment where all of the sudden they mention a, uh, not a Pulitzer Prize, that's um, a Nobel Prize winner. They mention this Nobel mm-hmm. Prize winner, and they basically are like, see, really smart dude, Nobel Prize winner. First of all, that's one of the things you can look at and go, oh, now we're aligning and agreeing and creating a reality. We've decided that Nobel Prize winners must be smart. Now we're, we're supposed to all be on the same page. And then they supposedly flip this whole thing around and they say, yeah, well, even Nobel prize winners believe crazy things like water has a memory. (laughs) And, and I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Okay, hold on. So I'm supposed to immediately go, Oh God. Yeah, that is crazy. Except I didn't. (laughs) And so now where I have been reading this book kind of going oh neat yeah i'm along for the ride i'm i'm in the i'm in the flow of what you're talking about yes okay now i'm i'm sort of agreeing with what you're saying without catching it and that's one of the things that that can happen with your family you can end up in the flow of this agreement and not notice that you're agreeing with something Until you hit one of these other things. So anyway, so they're like, is it basically, we will all agree that this dude's crazy, like so crazy that he (laughs) believes that water could have a memory. And I'm looking at some studies where they've put words on water and water takes a shape based on uh, the word that's been placed on it or the energetic, uh, the energetic um, presence of something around it yeah and, um and so i 'm going i don 't think it 's crazy that water has a memory. it has a way it it basically is communicating with stuff around it all the time that 's not crazy to me. Ah, we have different realities <laughs> and so so to them, it is obvious that it is crazy to think that water has a memory to me, the reality that I live in. Um, where I communicate with things all the time and I get information from the surrounding world all the time in ways that are unpredictable and unexplainable. And, um, and so for me, that's not a crazy reality, right? So now all of a sudden I'm presented with this. Okay, cool. I'm going to be reading a book where people think that some of the things I think are crazy. Now I, now that's, that's an interesting place to read from which keeps me on my toes. So, um, yeah. Heather, what's one of the things, because we were talking a little bit, that's one of the things that led to like, oh gosh, but we should always be listening to everything around us, not through the lens of agreement and alignment um, or even resistance and reaction, but just out of awareness. And I realized how much time I spend not noticing that I'm actually doing alignment and agreement or resistance and reaction instead of awareness. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: and the difference with that is alignment and agreement or resistance and reaction is that basically you have to see things how the other person sees it or fight seeing how they see it or, like, go along with it and choose it as though that's real, regardless if it is or not. It's like it's so just to describe alignment and agreement a little bit more. (laughs) Basically, there's no choice in you either are on the boat or off the boat, right, when, and when, when alignment and agreement happens, is required.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a lot of times what happens is when we like someone, we start to, like, sort of merge into this alignment and agreement without noticing, oh, I like them, and you kind of just start agreeing without even, or or assume that they would agree with you because you like them. Like, oh, obviously yes. we'll have the same point of view. Yes. I like them. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> all <right>. At all, <laughs>
1: necessarily. <laughs> so, well, and so that's the thing is this alignment and agreement or resistance and reaction is a fundamental thing that blinds us to what's actually true for a person or even what's actually true for ourselves Um, like all of that can get lost and covered up with this simple thing of just of agreeing and not questioning if that's actually true for you or not. And it's like, it's not about like pointing it out to other people or having to prove anything or having to agree or having not to agree or anything else. If you notice these things, it really can be very empowering to give you choice with the situation. So, like, for me, one of the blatant things of going to see family that that I have an example of is points of view about money. And how, oh my God, it's just so funny. Crazy to me, but normal for them. Okay, so, like, um, I have a family member whose point of view is that, like, why bother having money? Because he'd he just spend it all. <laughs> <laughs> like so, he rather rather than <laughs> rather than risk spending it all, or gambling it all, or wasting it all, and it all you know, it all going, he would just rather not have any. <laughs> so, want, so he's not Excellent. bothered or tempted with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> to him, that's totally logical and reasonable, and a great choice to me, that is crazy.
0: <laughs> so, you know,
1: how many points of view do you have that you think are similar, but if you actually stop and pay attention to what a person is saying, you realize it's actually very different. <laughs> and like, how can that empower you again to have more choice in your everyday life and with the person that you're uh, interacting with? <laughs> so, um, I was wondering what else, like what other tools that we have, Stephanie, to to yeah. notice the difference between our reality and well, other people's reality.
0: <laughs> for me, one of the biggest ones that's, that's opened a lot of doors has been, I'm going to call it curiosity, although I'm not sure that that's actually, I think it's a mix between something close to curiosity and interesting point of view, which people may have heard on other shows. So interesting point of view
1: basically yeah. goes,
0: oh, interesting point of view, I have this interesting point of view for every point of view that you have.
1: And interesting
0: point of view, they have this interesting point of view for every point of view that someone else has. And that if, if you use that, it keeps you from doing the alignment, agreement, resistance, reaction thing and actually allows you to listen to what somebody's saying. And so for me, one of the things that's been – um it's been really helpful uh there was somebody I started dating a while back it's not the person I'm dating now but it was um I don't know I guess a few months back and there was somebody who kept saying oh we're so alike and every time you would say we're mm-hmm. so alike I would think in my head oh that's an interesting point of view and then I would ask him more about what he actually thought or what more about what he actually believed. And so because yeah. what, what what deciding that you're like someone can do is actually cut off all the conversations that would give you more information about what that person actually thinks or believes. Because the second they go, we're like, they actually stop looking to see if there's any other information there. And so i tend not to fall for the there's no information here and and ask more questions and what that does for me is yeah. gives me a lot more information about what that person is choosing in their life what they will be choosing in their life and um, and if you're an employer of someone or if you are dating those those times where you're bringing these new people into your life can be really First of all, people will tell you stuff that they may not tell you once they've known you for a long time, uh, be, in part because they've already decided yeah. the ways that you're, you're similar or not. So you, you can get information during these times that you kind of can't get any other time or you can't get once you've decided who they are. So I find it really yeah. helpful to not decide that I know who people are. And that can sound offensive if what you value is, quote, unquote, Knowing someone. But to me, the, that assuming that I know someone actually kills the way that relationships and business partnerships and stuff can evolve and grow. Um, where yeah. if you are constantly going, huh, I don't, what if I didn't know this person? What if I asked them more questions about them today and found out more about what they actually think and believe? It keeps you from getting in that rut of you know, the assumptions that we begin to make with other people. I know um, there was somebody that I was talking to before the holidays and he said that he had started asking all of his friends why they believe what they believe. And he has all these friends. Some of them believe what he thought was the same thing that he believed. And some of them believing Uh what he thought to be the wrong way to believe. Right. He was like, I hate the way they believe politically. (laughs) They have to be stupid to believe what they believe. And, and then uh-huh. he goes, you know what, I'm going to challenge my own assumptions on this. And I'm going to actually ask them <laughs> to tell me more about why they're choosing what they're choosing and what their thought process is around it and find out I've decided they're stupid. I wonder if they are or I wonder if they're not. Or I wonder if they have some other reason mm. or idea about what's happening that I don't know or that I'm not aware of. And he said, and I asked him what happened when he started asking those questions of these people he's known for years. And he said, you know what started to happen is the walls came down and I've started to get closer to these people that I thought I was already friends with. Yeah. Yeah. He found out that the people he thought were stupid weren't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and And that they were right. actually generous, where he thought that the beliefs that they had he thought that they came from um being stingy or greedy or something else, and he was like, "I found out that some of these people give thousands of dollars a month to help other people, and I thought that the choices they were making were based on greed. I was wrong, wow, wow,
1: yeah, super interesting. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, I love what you were saying. It just it reveals so much, and you you do learn things about people that you maybe never knew before of what's behind their choices or what's behind, you know, the things that they say and, uh, you know, what experiences they've had or what they've been through or uh, all sorts of things that um, you wouldn't get otherwise when you have that kind of uh, curiosity and, and questioning and dropping the assumptions. I love that. It's a super powerful tool, actually, to drop the assumptions of everything you think you know about a person. Um, And it's funny, too, like even looking at that, like what makes you think that you know the person? Is it the amount of time you spend together? Is it the things you know about what they've done in their life? Uh, Is it that you have sex? You know what? What is it that? Right. What's that based on? You know, what? What? What are you? Um, yeah. What are you basing that on? And that's a an oh, interesting that's weird. The thing to look thing at you as say, well.
0: Yeah. Well, the second yeah. that you say that, all of a sudden, I'm like, I perceive entire worlds of friendships sort of falling apart. Like, how do I know that I know you, Heather? Oh my God, I uh, don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. yeah.
1: I don't know you, right? Well, so what if that could be a source of joy and pleasure and fun rather than, oh, my God, we're not the friends we thought we were. Ah. I mean, because I think you and I play with that, actually. We do find things that we didn't know about each other. Uh, I'd say kind of regularly, like oh, I didn't know you'd yeah. done that, or <laughs> and it actually keeps things interesting, I think. So, it's like,
0: oh.
1: um. well, and we talk a lot.
0: I mean, not daily, yeah, right. but we have we have deep conversations, In-depth regularly.
1: conversations.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. not yeah. just like oh
0: yeah, we're here and the weather's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, we almost never talk I about still, that kind
0: of stuff. <laughs> I still wouldn't say. I still would not say that I would. I would be able to predict what you would choose, though. And I, I just realized that. I'm like, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything that I would predict you would choose. Yeah. And I didn't realize I, that I that somewhere that I thought that that was an indicator of how close you were if you could choose what someone would choose and instead it just means that somebody is predictable. <laughs> <laughs> You're not predictable, Heather. <laughs> wow,
1: well, thank you very much.
0: <laughs>
1: Some people would be terrified or horrified by that. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm grateful for it. So, yeah. Well, it's so funny because years ago I had a friend that that actually was the end of the friendship when she really realized how unpredictable I am. She was like... You know, I, I haven't seen her in a while, and I went to visit, and I was doing totally different things than I had been doing before, the last time I'd seen her, like, you know, six months before mm-hmm. or something. And she was like, <laughs> literally, the look on her face was a look of horror. <laughs> You're doing what? You're, what, are, what are you doing? <laughs> And what does that have to do with anything? Uh, oh, nothing. There's, there is no coherence <laughs> from what I'm doing now to the last thing I was doing. Oh, my God, That was kind of funny. Kind of sad I liked her a lot. <laughs> like, I didn't require her to be doing the same
0: thing, but apparently she required that
1: of me to be friends. So Well,
0: how else are you going to be a good friend? If I don't know what you're going to do next, how am I supposed to be a good friend? I'm, not, I'm only saying that because um, it's like really challenging those points of view where you go, oh, wow, we do have strange yeah. points of view about like what a friend actually is. So if I can't predict how you're going to take your coffee, so I can't have your coffee ready for you and show you that I care. Okay. Oh, here's the, here's the thing we could play with. How do you show someone you care if you can't predict what they'll enjoy.
1: Ooh. You might
0: have to do something
1: like ask them. <laughs> <laughs> or you might have to <laughs> or you might have to do something like observe them and observe their actions and notice what they choose. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be work. <laughs>
0: Okay. So that does bring up another thing. How many things have you decided? Well, that's what I was looking at earlier that I didn't say out loud. I love, I love ping ponging with you. Um, so I was, one of the things that I was looking at was what people decide is work and what people decide is effort. And one of these, one of the things that deciding that someone will agree with you, like, okay, Oh good. We're friends. That must mean we believe the same thing is it takes, all the it, it takes everything that people have decided is effort about paying attention, about really listening, about really mm-hmm. seeing, about really being curious and, and asking questions. It takes all of that and makes it so you don't have to do any of it. But it means you're living in a – Yes, world. it does. It means you're living in a made-up world, a world in which that person is exactly like you, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Which also sort of brings up another funny point: How well do you actually know yourself? Oh God, you had to go there. I
1: did. I just did it. Yes. I love that about you, though. Um, well, and that's the thing that that for me personally, I find interesting as an exploration is discovering. That Like, for example, I have different points of view than my parents that I didn't realize I had. Like, you know, so much of my life I was bebopping along, thinking I was like them, except things, you know, when things didn't work well for me, (laughs) I found that I so often was functioning from someone else's point of view that wasn't actually true for me. So, like, over the years I've actually discovered that, it could be really cool to discover the difference between your own point of view and somebody else's point of view. um, For me, I found that it's, it's been like the pathway to uncover what actually works for me in my everyday life and what I enjoy, like how, like what gives me the pleasure of living and the joy of living um, that's different than my family or different than other people. Um, It's, so for me, that's part of the fun
0: of it. <laughs> part of the fun of seeing just, the
1: difference between my view and other
0: people's. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you just brought up something that I wanted to give as a little bit of homework. So what, for the next week, what I would love for everybody to do, if, if it seems fun for you, uh, is actually play with the idea of what's fun. So I was doing this this morning. I, I basically was looking at choice creates awareness. Awareness doesn't create choice. We've talked about this in other shows. That's sort of a non sequitur to this show, but it gets you where I was coming from this morning. (laughs) Um, And so I was asking myself, what would act if I, I'm going to make the choice for to have fun. Okay. So if I'm making the choice to have Mm -hmm. fun, what is, what is fun? Okay. Wait, body what's fun for you hey, what's fun for me, right? Uh, Do I know what's fun for me or have I made a bunch of assumptions about this? And one of the things I was looking at is physical movement. What kind of movement Mm. is actually fun for me? And how much of it, how much of what I find fun is based on what other people have told me should be fun. So how much pressure do you ever have where you go, oh, I should do this because it's supposed to be fun. But when you're doing it, is it actually fun for you? Do you even notice or do you just go, this should be fun. So it must be fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like going to parties, <laughs> right? Like Heather and I were talking <laughs> earlier, <laughs> like going to a party is supposed to be fun. Yeah. So how many times do you just think that you had fun because you said you were going to a party and parties are supposed to be fun? When you actually break it down and you go, was that actually enjoyable? Did I actually, did I enjoy myself? (laughs) Uh, mm, mm, Maybe. No, not really. No, I was ready to go after 20 minutes. Why didn't you go? Well, because parties are fun. So I must have been having fun, but I wasn't. I was ready to go home. Yeah. So so for well, the next so week, really if, look at everything and, and ask that question. Like, well, if I was choosing, is this actually fun for me? Is there anything that would make it fun for me? So now, now you're at the party and you're like, okay, is this fun for me? No. Oh, that's weird because I kind of thought it was. But I'm not actually having a good time right now. Okay. <laughs> is there anything right now that I could add to this besides drinking or drinking? You can do that too, right? Like, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. is there anything else I can add to this that would make this fun for me? Um, would taking a walk around the, you know, around the neighborhood we're in actually be fun for me? Could I take someone that I don't know yet and get to know them? Would that be fun for me? Would sitting in a corner texting someone else be fun for me? Would <laughs> and re- And really start to go, okay, well, outside the confines of what I've decided I'm doing here, what what would actually be fun? What else What else can we add to that? Well, I would just point
1: out that what if you play with this tool just for the fun of it,
0: <laughs>
1: and just for you, just for fun, you never have to tell anyone.
0: <laughs> like,
1: you don't need to share yeah, this with anybody. Yeah, so everybody. I'm trying this to figure out whether doing. this
0: is fun for me or not, right? Like, don't you don't have to do yeah. that? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> No, is it, yeah. I'm trying to figure out—is exactly. this even fun? I'm not having fun yeah. here. What are you going to do about it? No, it's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to just, point that right yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the, I just send yeah, a whole cluster. bunch of people into the world, basically turning them into assholes. <laughs> I'm leaving because yeah. I'm not having any well. fun. <laughs> no, which makes be diarrhea time for you to do that. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh, it could be. Diarrhea. Well, faking diarrhea <laughs> could be fun too. Yeah.
1: the the excuse other people can't deny diarrhea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they would much understand. rather hear that you're,
0: rather hear that you're <laughs> sick than they're boring. Yes.
1: Yes. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other show topic. <laughs> All right,
0: we'll have to put that one on the book. likes
1: to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scheduled for a future
0: date.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. So, so, <laughs> so we're almost to the bottom of the hour, and I was wondering, Stephanie, if you Speaking have anything coming up in the next yeah <laughs> coming in the next week or two that you'd like to share with people.
0: Oh yeah. Um, well, classes tonight, or events I've got, or a... things like that. Yeah. There's a Clarity yeah. Night tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can find out more details. You can actually, uh, I'm like, what's the best way? Send me a Facebook message, <laughs> Stephanie Richardson. And yeah. um, then the other thing is there's, all, oh, it's also on my website, actually. So um, www.stephanierichardson.com. Um, it is on that page. So you can sign up there, and I'll send awesome. you the call-in details. Yeah. And so then the other thing is I've actually got a sound, a bars class and a foundation class coming up in Jan, at the end of January, towards the end of January. And so if this stuff intrigues you and you want all of the tools that we use on this, uh, all the tools and quirkiness that we play with and share on the show, <laughs> they They all come in bars and foundation, and if you do both of those, it's a five day excursion into uh laughter growth, um, you know basically looking at the foundation that you built your life on seeing if there's any of that that you'd like to change so that you can build a different kind of house <laughs> called your life. Um, so anyway, so yeah. those things are coming up. They're all on the website, so stephanierichardson.com. What about you? Yeah, I am hosting a, a Global Access Bars
1: Day um, with three other local facilitators, and i will be here cool. in Puerto Madero, which is just north of San Francisco, on January 6th. And it's going to be an all-day event from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And um, it's a small fee um, for the day. And you can come for a little while or you can come all day and receive bar sessions. And uh, bars are 32 points on the head that are gently touched by a practitioner. And it's a super relaxing and nurturing And um, it's one of the basic foundation tools of Access Consciousness as a way to create more ease in your life, uh, greater awareness in your life, and all sorts of cool stuff. (laughs) So um, it's very simple and uh, easy to do if you want to learn it or just experience it. And that's what uh, Stephanie was talking about, the BARS class. It's actually a one-day class. But this is a special event that is worldwide, so there's actually going to be groups yeah, I forgot. All around we're the world. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're going to be doing it in ceremony, yeah. too. I forgot. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So if you go to Don't Global Access Bars Day, yeah, go to www.globalaccessbarsday.com, and you can find the worldwide listing of groups that are getting together. So you are likely to find somebody in your area or within like driving distance and um so check it out it's a really fun way to experience uh bars and try it for yourself
0: i love it so um yeah. yeah so we will see you guys we'll be back here next week noon pacific 3 p.m eastern time uh as always if you love listening to us please share the show if you hate listening to us Please torture someone else with the show, and we we love hearing <laughs> from you and love getting your questions. So feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, The Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong Oh wait, nope, that's the, our uh, blog talk page. The Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong <laughs> on Facebook. Just look us up. Can't miss us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye for now.
0: See you mm-hmm. Bye.